As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everybody, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. This is Danny Rocket, and I just wanted to ask you real quick uh, that this Christmas season, won't you please consider becoming a Patreon supporter of the Sun Ranto Show and Podcast. You go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash sunranto, and you sign up with the 91 other fans that we have that have decided to support this show. Uh, it really makes a difference in helping uh, even make the show. And uh, tickets and beer, of course, is what the money will get spent on next year. So won't you please go to patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show early, ad-free. You get your own RSS feed. Uh, there's perks at every level. Uh, you can even get uh, the music uh, that I write uh, downloaded right to your inbox. So please become a Patreon supporter Quit being a freeloader. It's Christmas time, spirit of giving and all that. Thanks a lot. And here is the Sun Ranto show from like 10 days ago. And why is it from 10 days ago? Because you're not a Patreon supporter. Actually, it's only from eight days ago. I'm exaggerating, but uh, see what happens when you're not a Patreon supporter. You got to hear me exaggerate. Patreon.com slash Sun And for all your Christmas needs, sunranto.com slash shopping. Click the links. We get paid. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunrento. With Michael. Sunrento. And Crawley. Sunrento and the lovable loser. Sunrento. With Michael. Sunrento. And Crawley. Sunrento and the lovable losers. Sunrento. Hey, and welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. That was me and not Michael Cotton screaming out uh, the name of our show. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Danny Rocket. I'm joined here by Mr. And of course, and you don't know, this is the surprise joining us last minute on the show. We've got It's Heckler Brad. Uh, he's filling in for Mike. Filling in for Mike today. That was a touching intro. Touching intro. I appreciate that. Well, uh, I whenever I think of your name, Brad, I always think of Rocky Horror Picture Show every single time. Is now a good time for you to admit I've never seen that? Well, we – oh. Sorry, I had to kick you out for a second because you said that. No, it um, – I got to put in the penalty box. Yeah, uh, no – well, that's the first thing that we got to go do then, because I've seen it a million times. One time I actually played Brad, uh, you know, when in front of the movie, you know, because actually the guy didn't show up. So they're like, like, hey, that- I'm a fill-in <laughs> for someone who couldn't show up today. Exactly. Perfect. Um, 
And uh, it, no, it's great to have you on. Uh, it, you know, been a fan of your work for a long time. I've at, I've attended your parties over at yeah. HVAC and had had a really good time over there. And uh, you know, I know Crawley has Crawley's got actually he's got a couple of pictures to kind of introduce you with about some of our oh. uh, our history together. So yeah, if you don't know Brad, you know, and the heckler, obviously you know it. But I, I go back old school to the print days, and uh, you know those it was Brad. What do you think now comparing the the what do you think? Uh, do you like it more now as the digital age, or do you miss uh, the print days a bit? I'm going to sound like an old codger, but with my gray beard here. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, there was something, uh, it, something kind of magical about like you know we used to like it was definitely labor of love, but we'd print up tens of thousands of copies of every issue and like drop it off at bars around Wrigley, and then we'd start expanding to other neighborhoods. And like you know, when you walk in a bar and someone's like, "Oh, dude, the heckler." traditions here like that you know to actually like see people eating it like in the bleachers and stuff like that was those that was those were magical times in a lot of ways you know and it, it, it but it's crazy now like you can come up with like a like not even that like funny of an idea and if it catches on you're like wow it's got forty thousand you know views on wherever whatever you know on, on facebook or wherever and you're like man like that's how like in in 15 minutes we got as many views as like copies we would print every other week back in the day, you know? So like, but I, it's a different you know, era. I'm, I'm, I'm sentimental. I am too. I used to come down to Wrigley and I'd run to Bernie's and grab about seven or eight of them and put them in my backpack. Cause I had friends that used to love it so much. And then I was telling Danny earlier, it was my bathroom reading. You know what I mean? Like keep the yeah. coffee next to me on the toilet, toilet reading, but here's some, uh, this is some old school with, uh, oh, Chuck okay. <laughs> That's uh this, Yeah. And the funny thing is you had the White Sox fan down pat here. Yeah, Joe, Joe Malinicki. <laughs> it's great. And then this was Danny and I at the very last ever next year day. Oh, man. That's so, amazing. Tell them about next year day. <laughs> tell everybody about uh, next year day. Wow. Dude, that is a, that is a throwback. Uh, yes, yeah, so we used to – we started it in – uh, 2008, and uh, when enthusiasm was high, um, and we called it Next Year Day to celebrate like the dawn of a new next year for the Cubs. And uh, 2008, I that might not even actually been our first one now that I think of it, but that was our biggest one. Like Bill Murray showed up, that was that's pretty cool. We, yeah, we hosted it with Rick Tellender from the Sun Times, among other places, and two white crew played. It was yeah, it's a different era, man. Uh, you know, the holidays are always a time to be sentimental, and, and now you're making me even more sentimental. But, uh, yeah, you look all festive. You got the uh, Yule log burning in the background on a screen. Yeah, um, yeah. We, got, we got the uh, Charles know, Brown tree. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. See if we can pick it up. Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. Un- unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> you're not a fan? I mean, it's it's got a vibe. <laughs> Brad, when, when I'm thinking about sentimental, and I tell Danny and I talk about this all the time, I think about the last truly like amazing adventure I went on, and people don't believe it, but last season was my first. This will stop, this will stop playing eventually. <laughs> the first one, what, my, last year was uh, my first spring training, and I got to go on a tour. Yeah. And I got wow. to go on a on a tour of Sloan with you guys, with the Heckler crew. Yeah. You guys, I was a lot more sober than you guys. I had just gotten off a plane, and you guys had been doing Thunder Drunk well, for a few hours. I was wondering about that because I didn't think your day job would have allowed you to. But I remembered you being on the trip, and I was like, when did you get there? 
I've got sounds of him. Here he is karaoke. This is late night. Drink is singing uh, singing Africa by Toto. Oh, hey. Yeah, that was my wedding song. Well, it it wasn't that night. That that was Crawley actually a divorce song at that point. <laughs> Crawley actually uh, almost married a uh, a sixty uh, six hundred fifty pound Native American that night. It was it was just one of those kind of nights. He, he arm wrestled ladies. It was it was quite the evening. Yeah. Um, now you you said you know the heckler. Now what you do on print it comes out, or I mean digitally comes out great. We got a couple ones that uh, Danny and I talked about. We enjoyed from your website, the heckler. Uh, we, we didn't know this, but Todd Ricketts was awarded the Medal of Freedom and an honorary doctorate from Trump University. Yeah, so now he's making people call him Doctor, which then became even more noteworthy when people were giving uh, Doctor Joe Biden a hard time for calling himself <laughs> Doctor this week. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got a couple more. They, these headlines are great. Brenneman apologizes for not slurring homosexuals in private like usual. <laughs> Burn. Uh, yeah, put up another one. How about the financially destitute baseball team decides it can't afford the luxury of a 188 hitter? <laughs> yeah. This one's interesting to me because it's like, you know, people, they have a connection to Kyle and obviously the Cubs didn't, you know, offer him a contract. Maybe they still work something out for a heck of a lot less money. But right. like, you know, people, people forget that he hit 188 and he has a really, he, you know, he had one year when he was a big OBP guy. We got that 2016 World Series. But yeah, I thought it was funny the way you put it. It's like the luxury, yeah, nine million dollars for some clown that can't even hit the Mendoza. Right. How about Larusa drunk dials Tim Anderson? That was the first time they spoke. It was a drunk dial. I saw uh, he's. Uh, I don't know. I think this might be somewhere talking about a little bit later. But Larusa, his sentence came came through. I saw that. We'll have to. We'll have he's to. That. Well, this is kind of a, a surprise. People don't know that it, we're doing this, but a little teaser. You might want to hang around till about the middle to end of the show because Tony Larusa, we got an exclusive interview. He'll oh. be coming on live. We we'll talking to Tony about oh, everything hey, going on. I'm gonna live tweet that. Yeah, yeah. Tony, <laughs> Tony's coming on. Uh, you got another one. You know, here's the thing what I love about the heckler is this is an article that says remaining Cubs rush to claim Schwarber's walk-up music. But what I like about it and what a lot of people that maybe aren't like Cub nerd nerds don't realize how nerdy you guys are too because you really do put Dante's name in there. You know what I mean? So if you don't know yeah, that the well, DJ's name uh, yeah, is Dante. I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with Dante. I actually had him on my uh, my podcast uh, a few months ago. And I, I messaged him and I was like, hey uh, – I can, you know, I, had, I originally had your name. I, I first wrote it with just a made-up name, and he's like, "Oh, dude, you can totally quote me." So I just then I put his name in. So it was it was that authentic. I didn't want to upset him and get him in hot water because sometimes people read our headlines, <laughs> and they think it's real. So I didn't want to get him in hot water and think that he was actually like spilling the beans that people were texting him trying to steal because Schwarber did have high quality walk-up music. Yeah, a little ruggish, thuggish bone. That was, that was good stuff yeah, and, here. And uh, cult of personality. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was in like junior high when Cult of Personality came out. Uh, I don't know. He probably wasn't even born. Uh, right. so I don't know where that came from for him. <laughs> I also, this one made me laugh. Wrigleyville mourns the loss of Dumpy Store no one visited for 20 years. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I actually went in there. My aunt from Pittsburgh was in with my cousin and everything. We're walking all around Wrigleyville. I think we had all gone and seen a game that day. And I'm like, I, I think you'd like this store. I'm going to, it's right here. We had eaten at, uh, uh, what's the pizza place that's right there on, uh, uh, Emo's? 
No, the one on uh, – on, Oh, uh, the Agostinos? D'Agostinos. We were eating at D'Agostinos. That's so, my favorite in Chicago, by the way. Yeah. It's a lot of ours. It's, it's one of mine, too. And so we, we go – so I bring them over to the store. My aunt loves it, buys up the place. Posters. She's like, oh, I haven't seen this movie. I forgot about this. She loves it yesterday. It smells like mothballs in there, right? Then the guy died, right? We the- helped them stay in business for like an extra few months. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so because their rent is probably the rent control. They probably pay fifteen bucks a month or something like that in there. Yeah. And now it's demolished but, and it's going to be a gap or something. I I understand. I don't. They're know. putting up condos. It's already they're already like almost done. I drove by the other day. Sorry, a I couple, cut you off though. You said uh, the guy passed away. Yeah, I think uh, I think he did, and I think that was the end of it. You know, because yeah. that old guy was sitting there, and you know. And uh, but you know that was an iconic store. But even as kids, we were kind of scared to go in there. Oh, like we, yeah. we we would walk down from the the L. You know, we I'd get off in the Blue Line, so I would walk from the Blue Line to Wrigley, which is really far, by the way. You know, but I yeah. would do it. So I would do it all. Sometimes we get the bus. Well, because it was a quarter, and I could get a candy bar for a quarter. Ah, so I, like, you know, okay. I, I don't want to pay all that money for a transfer. We're in but, Danny's. We're getting in Danny's mind here. We understand. Uh, you know your financial wherewithal and my and my weight loss plan too because i figure i could you know get that candy bar but i'm gonna walk it off you know on the way to the right to getting diabetes so no but i was kind of frightened to go in there because it was you know kind of dirty and musty and like you know i'm gonna fall over yeah yeah no i was i I never went in because i was afraid that i'd get like you know trapped in in uh in a pile of rubble (laughs) <laughs> that, place was not stru- that place was not structurally sound i mean look at it <laughs> it's, it's leading in the picture like i'm surprised the people just to the the west there like weren't were like hey uh you know you're you're uh kind of leaning into our fireplace like yeah. our our uh kind of came it in that looks like a building from like gangs of new york it's like about ready to topple over <laughs> i believe it's a lean to is what they call it oh, uh, nice. on the island so uh, why don't we talk a little uh, Cub stuff, shall we? Uh, there's uh, very there's very little news this week, you know, as the team is slowly being dismantled. But uh, and here's a little not a bomb that's dropping. We've been talking about this, but the idea of J- Jesse Rogers floated today of a Darvish trade where you have value in three years and cost control and all that, like basically twenty mil a year, something like that, Ver- for Darvish, a great pitcher. Uh, versus Bryant, who's going to bring pennies on the dollar. Right. So, you know, uh, so what do you what do you guys think? I mean, does that sound like? I mean, do do you feel like if they trade you Darvish, that there's any reason to watch a Cubs game next year? <laughs> That's, I guess my real question. Well, you know, when we take a look at this, we've talked about it: is buy low, sell high. But right now. You know, the Cubs, when you talk about Bryant, you're talking about a one-year rental for a guy who could be good but who's been injured often. What are you truly going to give up for that? So if you want to get something of value, you aren't going to get it from Chris Bryant. You you know, you're not going to get it for Anthony Rizzo. I hate to say it. The the guy that's going to bring you the most value is you, Darvish. Right now he finished second in Cy Young. And if Trevor Bauer's cheating ass didn't, you know, use pine tar to get spin, he would have been the Cy Young Award winner. And so here's the thing. Darvish has injury history, but he has a cost control con- contract. You're not going to, his value is not going to get any higher than it is right now. Right. Who do, do you think, Brad? I mean, it, well, it, I, and I also throw it up. I mean, it's unfortunate to be at this point, right? Like we definitely never thought this would happen so quickly, but in, in some ways I also want side note here. It starts to feel a little bit more comfortable when the Cubs are like struggling. It's like, it's like putting on an old glove, you know, you're like, Oh, this, this feels right. 
I understand how this feels, but um, uh, with I mean, I think there's a couple things. Like Darvish has always been suspect to me just because of his injury history, and I feel like he's, you know, who knows? He's he could be like one pitch away from you know a long DL stint or or maybe surgery, right? So like, if you can, you got you got to evaluate everything, and if you can get something of value for him, um, I think you got to do it. You know, I mean, the, the the Central's not the strongest of divisions, and like they, but like they're nowhere near a spot where they can compete with you know some of the. They can't compete with the Dodgers, right? Like, no, no. Well, and and then like you get rid of you, like honestly, like who pitches then? Like, right. <laughs> you know, who do you have? Because you know, then you slot everybody forward. Now you know you got Hendricks as your ace, and really behind that you've got. A bunch of I don't know. It might be good, you know. I guess you'd give at that point. You get you're definitely going with an Alzali. You got Alec Mills who had the no hitter, uh, but Q's gone. You know, Lester. Who knows if they get him back? You know, back and even at the best, he's going to have an ERA around five and you know sweat it out up there and grit it out. But it's not going to be pretty. You got two issues here though. Num- issue number one is you do have that marquee network, and you can't have a marquee without marquee players. Pardon the interruption, but the Sunranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to bet online today, use promo code armchair, and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Back and that's kind of an issue. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's the crowd. The crowd needs to boo it. The crowd so, boos it. It gets booed, but you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, you know, and then you take a look what the market is. Di Sclafani just got a one-year, $6 million contract with San Francisco. You know what I mean? If that's what he gets, what is you Darvish worth with three more years and, you know, right. relatively not too bad money. So it's, it's, you know, Brad, we all grew up roughly around the same time. And there was always this business versus the team kind of mix right now. And, and it's, I, I kind of feel like it's the same thing is like the smart move. Honestly, I hate to say it is to get rid of Darvish now. Right. But if, if, caveat if you can get a haul like you really need you need to get like five six dudes like i don't care if it takes a three-team trade to like make it all happen but you 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 get a haul and if like even two or three of those guys hit in a big way then you win the the trade Uh, you know and and you know three years of control although there might be some caveats in you darvish's contract where i believe outs and no trades and uh, you know there there could be some wrinkles to this whole idea um but this just in from tom ricketts and the marquee network and then marquee which really is uh operational the uh, it's operational so we got it they have the channel up and run they <laughs> tom ricketts with a bombshell there so so the other, that is the other, night I talking, the other night i was talking through the stations and they had uh mixed martial arts on which seemed a little off-brand I mean, you know, although there were definitely some times I saw some brawls in the bleachers, so maybe it is a little more on brand than than, than we were aware. But uh, and they're yeah. not supposed to because there's no fighting in in the bleachers. Uh, it, 
John Pickus writes in, I don't think you are going to get the return for the trade. And I'm going to disagree with John respectfully. And, and Sean put, if the Quintana trade is the comp on that, you're going to get a lot for you. It, it, it all depends on there, there. And the other issue too, that hasn't been decided. Are they going to have these extended playoffs? I don't think they're going to do it this year, but if they're going to have these expanded playoffs, you know, the trades are going to be a lot less because a lot of teams think they can get in it and don't have to make that extra push. You know, right. when you're like the third best team, you know, in the NL, you're not going to really have to work, you know, but if, if you still have an up, op- even if you're the third best team and you can still get into the postseason, then you say to yourself, okay, maybe I keep him. So that's where this, this expanded playoffs throws things off. A well, and, Br- and Brad put it best. You're not going to beat the Dodgers. No, you know, you're just not going to beat them. So, like, what's the? Why are you going to even go into it? You don't even know how much of how many fans you could even get at Wrigley, and that's the whole point: is to get right. Chicago rocking and sell those twelve dollar beers and hats and shirts and all that. So, if you can't do that, like, why? Why? If you could get even some decent prospects uh, for Darvish, I, I think you'd probably do it. The other guy, of course, is Contreras too. Contreras, or as uh, Pat would say, Contreras. Um, so, and you know, the, then you, you're really kind of blown up. Like, what are you showing All up? Right. Here? Why are you even watching? But yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things, going. but the Cubs were rumored and we can move on to this, um, f- for, yeah, uh, go ahead. Say, uh, you got, yeah, uh, John Morosi tweeted out today, which was fun for Cubs fans because we haven't been in any talks about anybody. They threw in the Jackie Bradley jr. Uh, where that the Cubs were mentioned in that. So Bradley's 30s coming off a season in which he posted a 118 OPS, his best since 2016. Now with Jackie Bradley Jr., obviously Cubs history with center fielders suck. We don't have a natural center fielder. We only have two outfielders. And when you're looking at this Wait, who wait, who are those? <laughs> we, well, we got, Hapa converted in you have one really. It's his name is Jason Hayward and then you have a converted converted infielder in Ian Hap. Yeah. Okay, I just want to clarify. Thank you. So the question would be, you look at it two ways. Number one, Bradley had a a year where his OPS was a lot better. There it is. What we've talked about with the Cubs is they don't have anybody that can make goddamn contact. And now you're going to try to get essentially the same type of player. Again, a guy that doesn't make a lot of contact. Last year he had a good season. What do you make out of those 60 games? But the other avenue to take a look at is do the Cubs do what they did in 2016 and focus on pitching and defense? What do you think, Brad? That's what they focused on in 2016. They had one of the best. They had one of the best defensive teams in in almost the history of baseball. And when you look at the pitching, you were talking about a strong Lester Arietta. You know, you had right. You were, Arietta, yeah. 2016 ERA leader. 2016, you're firing on all cylinders. I think it's the off. Yeah. I mean, you beat you beat the crap out of almost every single team the entire year. I mean, it was almost laughable. The, I mean, the Arietta was like superhero for you know what two and a half or so seasons. I mean, that's yeah. pretty epic. You, yeah, you, you um, caught that right. And the and you know Johnny Lester gutting it out. You know, right. giving, leaving it all on the mound too. Exactly. But what, what about Bradley here? I mean, you got a guy. Here's a 31 year old center fielder next year you know what i mean he's got some pop you know gold glove he won at, you know a few years back you know he's obviously a champion uh but he, he are will, they gonna pay will, him seven million bucks i don't know maybe and he will definitely not be no matter what he does he will not be the worst cub named bradley with the last name bradley of all time 
<laughs> I stole that from your pre-show notes, but that's wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we are we thinking these guys are related? Like uh, you know, Milton and Jackie. I mean, maybe it's a Bradley kind of thing. Because was Milton a junior? Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. I, believe, I don't. Believe, I don't believe he, so. he was. He was likely a murderer. But yeah. I don't know oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think we could say that Jackie Bradley is probably not a murderer, so we can uh, you know welcome him. So. To the that door. alone, that alone will make him the not worst Bradley of all time in uh, Cubs history. Um, I mean, I, I like I like the idea. You know, I like uh, I like having someone who can actually you know who's more of a quote unquote natural center fielder. Um, we'll see. I mean, to me, you know, like when we talk about Darvish, it's sort of like okay, what kind of team are they going to be? It's like. You can't really like rebuild and compete at the same time. I do not want to relive some of like the early Theo years, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it got it got us to where we wanted to be a few years later. So is it is it is it worth kind of exploring those avenues? I mean, it's a totally different game now than it was then, financially and really on the field. So. Is that a non-committal answer enough for you? I feel well, like I'm well, pretty The thing is, is that, you know, it's whether you buy the whole Ricketts idea. And we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, it, depends on you, the, it depends on the Ricketts. Which one? Because if, if, if they would spend the money, you know, on good players, I mean, and, you know, you've got a, a you know, presumably – a, a development situation in place where you got the the pitch lab and the hit lab and all that stuff where they're you know they've got the tools down in the minors where they're developing these players like an Ed Howard that's coming through some of these exciting young pitchers that we're starting to see uh you know now is but is this the kind of thing that you trust and like then you add to it with the big signing your Ben Zobrist your Johnny Lester your something like that you know where do you make that big splash in the offseason to like finalize those guys coming up at the same time as spending the right. money and like, you know, I know they want to thread the needle, but you got the strike year looming next year. So, you know, at this point I can just see, you know, Ricketts pulling the rug out from everything. I, I mean, Crawley was saying, you know, Cubs have been real quiet. You know, they, they send us no end of the year email. They didn't, they're not, they're just not talking. Like, it's like they put like the kibosh on everything, a gag order on anybody talking about anything at this point. So I feel like. I wish I would have put a gag order on Todd like a long time ago. <laughs> Todd, can we swear on this? I forget. Oh, yeah. No, you, you Todd, can say whatever you want. No. That's right. <laughs> that should have been Todd's gag order. Go I, back to slanging hot dogs. No, he, he could he could gag it. I would love to gag him with a hot one of the hot dogs he threw away. Just like tie that around his face, and he's got his hot dog <laughs> stuffed in his mouth, and just you know, like do what's it? Reservoir dogs. You know, he's, you know, all tied up. You know, like hey, Todd, you freaking asshole. The game. <laughs> oh yeah, well that was that was that was Pulp Fiction. I, but no, Pulp way, Fiction, yeah, yeah. Either way, there are numerous applications from those movies that I would love to put toward top. I would. <laughs> I would definitely love to t- torture Todd with hot dogs somehow, you know. I'm just putting that out there. Hey, we're going to call Joe from Robbie's shirt to get that on a shirt. The truth is, is I, I, I bought one of those bricks outside of Wrigley. They, they they jacked up the price. This is the one I just bought. Oh, that's great. Todd Ricketts puts the hot dogs in the trash. Yeah, he did. And it, but he, it's okay because he paid for it. Remember? Right, like that little, right. that little rich kid, you know what I mean? Uh, well, it's okay. You're, you're, I can break all your toys. I'll, my dad will pay for it. Who's been responsible for the bricks? Your brick game has been on fire 
Oh yeah. Should we get into the bricks? We were going to save this for later, but like, I, I want to share a few now. First Sorry, of all, I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. I'm no, let's let's jump it. Let's jump it. First of all, I want to say happy birthday to Bleacher Jeff, who turned 40 years old yesterday. Wow. So we, we all pitched in and we got him this Bleacher Jeff, number 77, left field well, like it's his position. And then the Brody quote, which he had on a sign out there in left field, push and believe. And then we said nice things about him, about how he's the positive push in the left field weld, you know, and that he's number 77 in the stands, but number one in your heart. And and we also pitched in and got this going on. My Thai guy steals baseball from children. We made this with, you know, I put out on Twitter. I said, hey, if a bunch of people give me $10 a piece, like it's going to take 25 people or 23 or something to make this happen. 23 people pitch in. I'm doing it. So people started giving. And I was up to like 80 bucks after a few hours. I was like, oh, people are into this. Then some dude comes along, gives a hundred dollars. He's like, let's make this happen. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And then I, and then, and then his sister, and then he tagged a bunch of people. Then some of them gave. And then I got, I basically was almost had had it. I'm like, you know, I'm going to put the rest of the money in myself, take down the post. So I bought it. My Thai guy steals baseballs from children. And then it kind of dawned on me. That dude that gave the $100, I think he hates my Thai guy. <laughs> like, I think he was doing it because he hates him, and I was doing it because he's my friend, and I love him. That's like so, that's like uh, in private parts with Howard Stern, where they're like, the people who love him, like, tune in. But then why does, like, that's like 75% of the people. Or no, that was like like 25% of the people. What do the other 75 people listen to? They hate him. They what hate him. Listen to me. My Thai guy, he's, he's a lightning rod. And, and where is the extra brick going, Danny? Uh, the extra brick will be housed at Nisei Lounge, so we're going to keep that down there. Uh, probably that, that's an e- some that's an easily stealable item, and I can see <laughs> that being something that uh, like a prized possession. So that we're going to have to put that up high behind some glass and got to do what the Cubs did and encase it in, in Nisei. Yeah, we're going to need a Mona Lisa that one up. I think uh, so, a little bit. <laughs> I sent I sent a message to the Ricketts here. I bought a brick. It said, "Stop charging eleven dollars for Bud Light." So they're like, "Okay, we'll charge 13. <laughs> exactly. You think prices are going to go down? Um, and and also, we also pitched in at the Sun Ranto show, and this will be our brick out there. Uh, no, wait, this is uh, did, yeah. no, we didn't make this one. Sun Ranto show, 69th best cup pa- cup. cup <laughs> now you're doing it. I know. I am. I am the Fergie of this show. Now, see, now I got to play it. Um, so here it comes. This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall. The 69th Beth Cup Podcast. God, it's so good. And then how much does that cost? And it's worth every penny. Whatever the 50, answer. Is. Fifty bucks, and that's another thing we all raised money for. Like I'm like, hey, everybody, give five bucks. We'll get Fergie to do one. And so we did. And we, we got him to say that, and he can't say it really. But that that's not as good as Smokey Robinson's. Did you see that one going around? I don't have a yeah. tape of it. Yes, yeah. brilliant. Can we say I don't want to give away the punchline because it's so good. Yeah, if yeah, if you haven't seen it, watch the Smokey Robinson. It's freaking hysterical. Yeah, I can find it real quick. But we had um, the uh, which brick did we buy? The something the Ranters, the um, 69th best Cubs fans is what we had. I don't think I have that brick in the brand here. But uh, no, we got a lot of great ones. Carl, you got another one? Rob Manfred hates baseball. I That's kick good. myself. I feel like Rob Manfred has never sat through an entire baseball game in his life. <laughs> is there a character that doesn't fit on a brick, Brad? That doesn't fit on a brick. <laughs> I, I like, I like, I like this one. Troll, trolling my co-host here. 
Crawley's best days were here on this brick. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, where are these where are these bricks going? I don't know. They they don't tell you. It's you know the in the right field corner over by Billy and Ron. Uh, it's there's those are not name bricks there. So I'm guessing that whole side could be prime real estate for everybody's brick. All right. It needs to be redone too. It's all cracked over there. You know, I I think, you know, that's where they were bringing in, you know, the mountains of food when it became a food pantry during the the early days of the pandemic, which was basically empty banana boxes that they took up there to fool everybody. If you guys are not familiar with the brick paver program, they have a, a famous Cubs name. Maybe it's Sandberg, maybe it's Dawson, maybe whoever. And that way, you know. So I suggested for all these bricks that maybe we get like Augie Ojeda. Or Doug Desenzo? Nice. It, it is right field. You, you, you there was a heck of a article about him once. He uh, he went missing, and they, they found him uh, in the outfield grass. He, he, <laughs> he couldn't the, – the grass was too long because that was back when they had a terrible uh, turf at Wrigley. Uh, yeah, that, that was all you had. That's a, there, there's no shortage of uh, – oh, oh, I got the – I got the – I got Smokey Robinson video if we want. Happy Chinooka. <laughs> Happy Chinooka. Sorry. Enjoy Chinooka. I didn't know that. I don't know what Chinooka like, is. Happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is. But so I want to wish you a happy Chinooka. Yeah, and, and I guess yeah. the guy that he's doing the cameo for you used to live across the street when they were kids. In Detroit, and uh, now he's wishing him a happy Chinooka. I don't know what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka. Um, I I like uh, this one, although, um, you know, it's kind of sad. Trade everyone, window closed, in Jed we tread. (laughs) So that would be kind of awkward. uh, I want to start a shirt company called Oblivious Shirts, and I think in Jed we tread could be our first shirt. In Jed, we tread. It, it, well, that'll that'll have to complete com, compete with our complicated shirts, which I, I believe our first one was. Uh, don't let the uh, what was it? Uh, don't, don't let, let the wait. Yeah, don't let the accountability exceed. No, it was, don't let the something exceed the accountability. Don't <laughs> let the pleasure exceed the count. The accountability is what it was. Perfect. Um, we got this one. Um, uh, Meg, will you marry me, Brian? But then um, right next to it, I put a brick that says, sorry, bra. Meg's in the ladies' room puking rum chata. So you know, that, I, really, I, I really got that. I really got him there. So, uh, you know, I paid extra for that just to choose my spot. That is so good. And, and then, then we, uh, why, go ahead. You never do the proposal after the sixth inning. <laughs> IVNB now the second longest running Cubs podcast. Yep, we are number one, although now we're a TV show, so we barely even count. Um, and then uh, we, and this is uh, my last one. You won't be booing Marquee Network in one year. <laughs> Marquee Network. We got yeah, to put a timestamp on that. <laughs> now, now, my question is: Is this does have to get through the approval process? So I'm very curious to see how many of these make it through. Yeah, I think I'm I might be sending some refunds. I really yeah. do. Or I'm like <laughs> giving money to Lost Boys or something like that. But uh, either way, like we got to get these approved. One of them's going to slip through. Out of all the, well, all like Richard Jeff, that'll happen. Yeah, that's the, probably the only one that will happen. <laughs> if my Tai if my happens, though, that is going to be the greatest thing ever. I, that'll be the greatest. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, in my Tai approved. I could see that happening. 
Yeah, but, I, uh, I mean, the, know, Cubs that, probably laid, the Cubs probably laid off the person in charge of filtering those. <laughs> He's on the pile of layoffs. It's just yeah, a bot. If you're going to slip it through, now's the time. Yeah, the only thing that's going to not get through are people named Dick, and they'll be like, no swearing. And what, like, if Dick, what if it's Dick Paul? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the last kind of Cubsy thing I wanted to talk about uh, baseball-wise was, you know, the Johnny Lesta reunion thing. You know, it's like – I know, you know, our hearts say yes, um, but my brain says um, this is his game log right. this year, right. which you're going to get number five numbers out of him. A couple times he's going to be able to go six for you. Well, I'm not good with math. Are the, the big numbers and under R and ER, are those good or bad? The, the, those those ones are bad. You know, oh, okay, the, okay. The, the ER ones definitely a slightly worse than the R ones. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's going to go out there. He's going to blow up a few times, but he's still going to give you, you know, a gutsy performance. He did not hit a hundred pitches, but he was in the nineties a few times this year, hit 97 pitches in one game. Uh, that was only what, how many starts? Uh, one, does two, HR uh, stand for the number of times he was a hero? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. I don't know. Yeah. That. I don't know. I don't know numbers. So he would. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a hero four times against the White Sox on August twenty first. Oh, great, man! Way to go, John. Yeah, way to go, John. You, you can really see though. Lester is going to have his choice of where to go. There's. He reminds me a lot of when the Cubs picked up John Lackey in twenty sixteen. One of those guys that you know you need to push you over the edge a little bit. I could definitely see somebody that's really close, like the Braves maybe making a run at him, you know, and uh, I know that the Giants picked up Disclafani today. You know, the Giants is, was, he, it was between the Cubs and the Giants when, when Lester came here in 2015. So the Giants are another possibility, but I, I could see John being really picky and just wanting to go somewhere that looks ready to win now. Like that's it. That's yeah. So you don't think he would do the sentimental, I'm a Cub? Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I think he might move on. Uh, what do you think, Brad? Yeah, I mean, he's he's always struck us as, you know, a winner. I don't think he's going to go to the highest bidder. He's going to go to a place where he can comfortably be, like, the fourth or fifth starter. And, you know, he can have off on those days when they have to shut down for COVID. And then uh, – <laughs> He and just that, builds that into the contract. He's like, I will not be docked pay. Just because I, I, this COVID <laughs> I, I tweeted it out yesterday. Yesterday was the anniversary of the introductory press conference for John Lester. And he, he, he said it back then. I like to win. Right. Real simple. You know, I want to win a World Series. I want to win one now. And, and so he doesn't need, I don't want to say he doesn't need any more money, but he has generational he wealth. He has yeah. generational wealth. So now you sit there and I remember, I think it was Pedro Strope who tweeted out on Instagram or it was on Instagram. We put on all of three Lester's rings, you know, you know, he wants four. Right. Yeah. Um, Sean points out, uh, what if he goes to the white Sox? Because that seems like a team that might be primed uh, to do something next year. They've, you know, uh, him and La Russa seem like they might get along. I don't know. Like, um, we'll ask Larusa later out of the show when he comes on. Jeff Berta I'm says, so "I've never talked to Tony Larusa before." Jeff Berta says, "Angels for Lester, you know, Joe Madden's over there. They they need some pitching. They may might try to make a run. Who knows?" Yeah, I, I mean, see, so- I can see Braves for sure. Yeah, Braves make sense. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it may be an AL team if they do the DH, but I don't think his uh, decision goes with that. I mean, he might actually enjoy hitting if if we even do have a DH next year. We don't know. Um, um, I, mean, I have I have an emergency announcement. Uh, yeah. My refrigerator in my office is unfortunately out of Bud Light, so I'm going to be drinking a room temperature Bud Light. Oh no! Uh oh! This this episode is off the rails right now. <laughs> So, you know, guys, we were, I was talking about John Lester's press conference. Ironically, it was also the four year anniversary of the Jay Hay press conference uh, when he signed with the Cubs. And um, the reason I'm bringing that up is because Jay Hay and the Players Alliance was just in Chicago. Uh, I think it was this last weekend. Yeah, uh, that is such a stop. cool project. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know, um, we stole a little clip from Marquis. If I get sued, I get sued again. Is it, wait, is it, a, is it a clip of this or is it a clip of um, mixed martial arts? No, Players Alliance. Here we go. <laughs> okay. is it right. a- Looking at everything that's happened over the course of 2020, especially with all the events that's happened with George Floyd in the summer, a lot of players ended up communicating saying, we got to do more than just post a black picture on social media. So Edwin Jackson, who's played for 14 different teams, knows everybody. D. Gordon, Cameron Maven, who also knows a lot of guys, started connecting with a lot of the current and former black players in the game. 150 of us came together to create what you see here, the Players Alliance. And as the season has been unfolding and going and taking care of guys, like, okay, how can we really get into the season? So guys took some of their salary, donated it to here, and that's why you see the pull-up neighbor event. We're going to 33 cities over the course of the next 40 days, traveling across country, helping out at tough times right now. Gear, food, COVID supplies, and many other things. Man, that means a lot, man, just to have that support. Um, you know, it's everything, obviously, for us as players to get together and do something with them. When you have the organization speak up, you have front, front offices speak up. Um, you know, I've had multiple people in the front office reach out and offer support. Multiple people in the Cubs organization reach out and want to come out and help. I know we got a lot of people out here helping, but it's just nice to have that support and have that backing. So to be able to play the game I love, show up for this city, give them something back in return, but having the organization stand behind us is huge. It's huge for the Players Alliance. I think it's going to be a huge thing for all the teams to step up and, and be behind us and support throughout the tour. I mean, I just love the message. Um, Carly, I, the, my phone's been ringing off the hook since you started playing that. We have been sued by three different organizations. The Players Alliance is suing us. <laughs> the Cubs are suing us. And uh, so is Murphy's Bleachers. They're suing us, too. Uh, they all know but, where my lawyer is. They can call. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that, that, that's really cool that they're doing that. But I, I got a couple of questions. First of all, where do you get a sweet truck like that? Because that might be. Yes. That's the number one observation about that clip. Woo. That truck is like next level. Yeah. Because like, you know, we've all seen the, like the guy, the truckers that, you know, saved up to get their own cab and you see them out at the truck stop and, you know, they got something a little bit nicer than the, the one that the, the company might give you, you know, and like souped up truck. This is this is like a double. It's like a limo truck. This looks, looks like yeah. an Escalade, an Escalade truck. That's what was the it. name of the semi in Night Rider? It reminds me of Night Rider. Or it reminds me of like Optimus Prime. Oh yeah, dude. You know that that thing could become a giant killer robot. Yeah. You know, you know, for all the shit that Hayward's kind of gotten, what a guy to have in your organization. You know what I mean? What 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 a stand up individual. You know. If you were watching today, I think, uh, what was it? Was it, uh, what's his name, who just got busted for abusing his wife? He's on the Hall of Fame. Vizquel. Omar Vizquel. Omar yeah, Vizquel. You're going to narrow it down. Yeah, and so, you know, instead of having a guy like that, to have a guy like Jason Hayward, and um, Ed Howard and Nico Horner were also out there uh, helping out. And when you talk about a young man like Ed Howard, you know, 
he's he's made a connection with uh, Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward played for his hometown team, the Braves, breaking in, and obviously uh, Howard's uh, from Chicago. So I thought that was just really cool that they got to kind of work together and get to know each other and kind of take him under his wings. Yeah, it, sure. was, it was absolutely oh, oh. beautiful. Also, Jay, hey, that jacket he was wearing, like, like that guy just like he like sweats, he like drips swag, man. Uh, you know, yeah. I wish I could walk around in his shoes just for like one day. <laughs> it, yeah, it, 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 his like fifteen hundred dollar pair of whatever shoes he's wearing, like Jordans that were actually made by Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan. I, I don't know. Does does uh, Michael is that one of Michael Jordan's many talents? <laughs> Those mean, are like the high level. Like they only make like three pairs each because like Jordan actually stitched it. They suck. They fall apart right away. But like I was gonna say, like I didn't know you were like doing. Michael Jordan stitched. So it seems, seems like you need uh, small, nimble hands, and you know, <laughs> you know his right. his hands, his, his fingers have probably been broken numerous times at this point. Being yeah, played they, smell, they smell like tequila and cigar smoke when you get them. Yeah, back. exactly. So, guys, just so you know, there was some winter meeting news that did happen. Um, you know, obviously, the winter meetings are not going on. It was Zoomed. But what they did do is they Zoomed for the beat writers, the managers. And There's so one. the Chicago beat writers did get to uh, have a conversation with Grandpa Lossie today. Grandpa Lossie. Yep. And uh, some interesting conversations. You know, they asked him, uh, you know, a, a lot of different questions. Um you know, so what came out of it, you know, a couple things he mentioned. Ian Happ at leadoff was something that I kind of wrote uh, wrote down. A um, couple other interesting things. He was uh, – he's planning for a normal spring training. So, you know, get your uh, heckler trip ready. Uh, he, you know, they're planning on February and 162 games. Now, whether or not that happens, I don't know. There's a lot of fighting between ownership and players. The players want full 162. The owners want full stands, and they so they'd rather – not play 162 and push it back until more people are um, vaccinated. Yeah, I, I, there's no way they're playing 162. My my gut feeling is like that, you know that whatever they say that they can do is what if they're already saying yeah we're starting in May then that's best case scenario at this point. They said yeah. they were going to start at Fourth of July and they didn't even do that. Like they didn't even yeah. hit their own deadline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it's anything like what we saw this year, which was pathetic and abysmal that season was never agreed to it was implemented if you recall it was an implemented season in which they said we're doing this they never offered any more than one third of anybody's salary and they still claim billions and billions of dollars worth of losses which of course they won't show us but you know if they whatever they say goes they are really kind of driving the bus the owners and if they're the ones saying may then that's the best case we could do you know spring training april i don't know two things that irritated me um you know, he was, uh, Ross, he was asked about it and he said, yeah, you know, open to KB playing in the outfield where I keep saying, you know, the guy's going to keep getting injured. You keep putting him out there. And then the other thing is Nico is the new Ben Zobris versatility, which I think is going to harm his development personally, but that's just me. What do you think, Brad? Oh man. I, I mean, is Chris Bryant still on the Cubs? Yeah. Yeah. So let's assume he is. I mean, it, We've talked a lot on this show about using him in the outfield has really contributed to his injury problems. That if you had stuck him at third base, uh, you know, the entire time and not tried to move him all around and give him just that one lane to be in, right. uh, that, that he might have, uh, you know, had a little bit less of that issue. The, where, do we, where does he want to play? 
Yeah. He's always wanted to be a third baseman. You know, yeah. he, wants to be, he wants to be home watching Disney films. People, is really, ultimately, to him, what he wants to do. They were concerned of his height playing third base, and people thought he would probably be a natural left fielder. Um, you know, uh, and so I think though, if you would ask him, I think he'll still, he'll give you the generic, I'll play wherever coach wants me to play. Right. But if you really pulled him to the side, I'll tell you third base. And then if they, if they put him in the outfield, so it's okay. Then, then, then they've got, I mean, so Bodie's your third base. Yeah. Bodie. Yeah. Then, you know, I mean, it just gets worse and worse as you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as Lee Ely would say. <laughs> Guys, one thing that made me laugh is we all know that Zoom is a whole new world, especially if you're an elderly beat writer. <laughs> you got to play this. This is so good. <laughs> so I, 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 I got the raw footage. <laughs> I swear to God, this is Bruce Levine, beat oh, writer no. Bruce Levine, and he is uh, about to ask David Ross about. I'm just kind of uh, telling you, he's just, just playing. <laughs> you're just gonna play it. But he's, he wants to itself. ask about Scott Boris. Scott Boris had his usual meeting where he talked all this crazy, stupid shit, and he said, you know, the Cubs have big plans for Chris Bryant, and everyone's like, really? Okay, so Bruce Levine's going to ask him about it, and he has a little Zoom issue. Here we go. Scott Boris, in his commentary with the media yesterday for 90 minutes, alluded to the fact that there's some big plans for for um, uh, Bryant with the Cubs in 2001. Uh, Does it sound like Mommy Jane? Do you have any idea what he was talking about as far as you guys uh, preparing uh, something different for him going into 2021. Scott said there's big plans for Chris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I have no idea what what he's <laughs> getting a text in now too. Ding through text, but I have no, not even the slightest. <laughs> he didn't even change his ringtone to something cool. He's like, you know, oh, the one that came with is fine. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Well, but there was an audio. There was like a vocal accompaniment to that, which yeah, it was like Baby Jane or something. What is? What is? It, it was whoever was calling, but but it, it was someone related to him. But I just died laughing when that happened. I'm like, I thought you were gonna say he accidentally like tweeted out another uh, like controversial uh, political meme by mistake, and then. No, he didn't do that, and he didn't pull a Jeffrey Tubin either. But but it was still I, I was laughing. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, man, old people using Zoom is not a good look. Something's gonna happen this year, and uh, it's I'm gonna be here for it. We'll be here to make fun of it and uh, watch it over and over again. I also, I also like Ross's uh, wherever that was, his living room or his his fan cave. It looked like it was like straight out of. Um, Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, seriously, it did look like he should have be been behind a desk with a big mountain of cocaine on the, on the Scarface. Yeah, that was on the other side. Yeah, Scarface. Stroke a tiger. They asked. I was, they asked I, was what, I was looking at the comments. Side note, and someone is questioning my credibility because I'm drinking a room temperature Bud Light. And <laughs> oh yeah, that was John Pickus. It was just his birthday, so we can't be too mean to him. Oh yeah. no, it was, no, no, it was no, Don it Cunningham. Don, yeah. Don says draw, drinking a warm Bud Light, you just lost all cred. I will I will respectfully disagree with Don. That's a guy Thank that's that, that's had that's pushing through. Like if it was me, I'm trust me, I'm not this nice in real life. If I don't I have it in my rider from Danny, if I don't have a cold beer, I'm done with the show. Yeah, I, I, right. I, I, and I'm yeah. 
There ain't no laws with the claws because Jim Canavan wants to know what I'm drinking, and I'm I'm he wants to know if I'm drinking the mango. No, baby, this is pomple moose, ruby grapefruit. I, I cut you off with, with what was going to be a very insightful point about David Ross and his uh, Scarface setup in his fan cave, and I apologize for that. Well, the other thing, though, that, <laughs> that, uh, that Ross was asked is out of all the new rules, which one did he want to keep? Which one would he get rid of? So if you remember the new rules last year, you had, you had to face a minimum three batters. You uh, runner in the what, the 11th inning? You had a runner on second or extras? Right. How did that go? The seventh inning doubleheader, the expanded playoffs. Which one of those do you think David Ross did not like? Ooh, this is good. I didn't know there was going to be trivia. This is good. Think of the rules of last year that I just mentioned. I would say three batter minimum. Three batter minimum. Okay, Brad? Uh, I I despise the DH, so I'm going to say DH, but that's probably not correct. All the first three get rid of the expanded postseason. So he liked all the rules. He liked the DH. He liked the seven-inning doubleheaders. He liked the uh, runner on second. He liked them all. But he hated the expanded playoffs. Yeah. Did he explain why? Pardon me? Did he explain why? Yeah. All the first three get rid of the expanded postseason. I did not. I I just I want to make sure it's valued. not that it, I don't think it was watered down. Like this is this is such a unique circumstance. But I just, um, you know, that's just my own personal opinion. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want the commissioner calling me after I get off with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll be calling. He, he already called. He likes the integrity. He likes the fact that winning the division means something. Right. And I don't disagree. I with him. I, you disagree? No, I agree. Oh yeah, as do I. I think the the, the more you the more you expand the playoffs, the, yeah, the less, you know, it's like, why are we playing a hundred? I mean, if, if, if they do expand the playoffs with 162 games or, you know, whatever, it's like, why play that many games? It's like, should a team, it's, it, it's not, it, like, it. it should, yeah, it shouldn't be like the NBA where like a team that, that can have like a 488 winning percentage is, is making the playoffs. It's like, what, to what end? Who cares? They're, you know, okay, maybe, maybe they pull off the rare upset. And, and knock out the number one seed, but like, they ain't going nowhere. The same, the same like Loyola and whatever that was, the twenty fifteen or whatever NCAA. Like they're not, they're not. But but in baseball, you could. It's like you look at the Marlins knocking out the Cubs last year. I think you know ultimately the uh, Cubs were the superior team. They just ran into, you know, they Marlins had a couple good. I mean, I don't think the Cubs get much further than they did. You know, they but they should have beaten the Marlins, and the you know the Marlins were not a good team. Yeah, I mean the Cubs played like how many games against the Pirates? Like their 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 numbers heading into last year's postseason were a little bit inflated as well. They didn't, you know. Well, and the NL Central won one playoff game last year. Like that that tells you how kind of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If we take a look though at the NBA, like Brad was bringing up, you know, it's like nobody gives a shit about the regular season. Like, nobody cares. It all is just about the postseason. That's when people really get excited. Is that what you want to do for baseball? And if that's the case, then cut the number of games to 90 because that's – Right. You know, what is the point of – stop making me go to an April 15th game freezing my ass off in the snow of Chicago if it doesn't mean shit and everybody's getting in. The only word in that sentence I would cha- I would uh, challenge you on is making. 
No one's making you go to an April 15th. <laughs> <laughs> if, they're if they're offering me a bobblehead, then I have to go. Yeah, he, he's got no choice. Uh, so, you know what those things go for on the secondary market? Come on. Dude, well, I, I have a total random tangent, but earlier I was at Target, and the guy checking out in front of me had six 12-packs of tab in his, in his cart. Oh, it's out of business. I know. I got some yeah. friends that are very upset. He's like, he's like, my dad loves it. He had he had an East Coast accent. He's like, my dad loves it. I paid seventy dollars on on eBay for a six pack, and I found this online. He's like, he's like, we we also bought a bunch on Instacart in in Connecticut, and we rented a hotel room nearby so we can have it delivered to the hotel room by Instacart, and then we're and then we're gonna like pick it up and drive it home. Like, and then and then I want to follow Speaking him out. I want to jump him in the parking lot. <laughs> exactly. Get that. Get that sweet tab, dude. Dude, yeah, you know the mafia is all over the tab. You got six twelve packs. Like this is like some money making opportunity here. Anyway, sorry. I, I, <laughs> no, you're, uh, you're gonna get Al Pacino in on that now too on the tab racket. Exactly. Now the last little clip that I got of here was they asked uh, David Ross about Kyle Schwarber, and you know those guys had a very close relationship. Um, you know, both being catchers and all that stuff. And uh, if you read Rossi's book, which is called Teammate, I got it. It's it's okay. Uh, it's not the best Cubs book, but uh, it's not. Did someone make you get it? Nobody made me get it. No, <laughs> but I did buy it. And uh, here's what Rossi had to say about Schwarber. I talked to him after it happened, and and you know some of the toughest you know roads that I had been on, and and getting. Uh, let go by teams. It, it it led me to to a better place. Whether that's with us or somebody else, like you know, sometimes that that smack in the face um, is a real game changer for you as a player. And I can speak from experience. It happened to me a lot, and and I ended up in in, in some really good positions. So um, yeah, I mean, I think we all love Kyle and what he's done here for the Cubs, and uh, would welcome him back with open arms. But I I have a I have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of teams uh, picking up the phone to call call his agent yeah there it is. T- t- teammate pick it up it, it's it's probably inscribed to you isn't it who no i didn't get this one inscribed. Who, in blood. Who, who's the is it like there must be like a you know written with who, who's the don yeager oh don support for the sun ranto show comes from manscaped who is the best in men's below the belt grooming And as you know, the holidays are here. And uh, have you made your wish list yet? Because our sponsor, Manscaped, has the number one wished for gift of the year. And that is Manscaped, the best in men's below and above the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure that you're taking care of your manhood and your nose hairs with their new performance package. Now, are you naughty or nice? Because... I know that some of you out there have some long nose and ear hair. Uh, You know, you don't shave your balls like you should. Uh, You know, and, you know, I must admit, this cold quarantine has got me a little bit, uh, you know, maybe unkempt is the right word. But you're in luck because the Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and it makes the perfect gift. Now imagine opening an attractive box that says, your balls will thank you. 
with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find. Now, included in this new package is the Weed Whacker. It's an ear and nose hair trimmer, which is waterproof and uses 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Look, guys, 79% of our partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. So why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle, you get the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It's the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body. Dads can't stop talking about it. The teens secretly buy it, and the women will love you for it. So it's tis the season to manscape yourself. Fa-la-la-la-la. Your dad, your brother, your friends. The best gift of all, it's the Manscaped Performance Package. Now, let's, let's not forget their famous liquid formations. You got the pr- Crop Preserver. It's a ball deodorant and crop reviver. It's a ball toner. Maximize your ball hygiene routine. Now, you get the performance package, and you can receive two free gifts. You get Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer, and it is hot off the shelves. Get 20% off plus free shipping All you got to do is use the code armchair at manscaped.com. So uh, thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. That's, once again, 20% off, free shipping. Code is armchair, manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code armchair. So what are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa ho, 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 ho proud of you. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Fellas, ladies, the wait has been over for a bit. There's been football going on, and why aren't you betting on it at Bet Online? It's in full effect. The playoffs are almost here. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Because Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today, use promo code ARMCHAIR, and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. It's called Bet Online, and they are your online sportsbook experts. Now back to the Sun Ranto Show. So, you know, it's it's interesting, though, because in the book, he does talk. He had a bad relationship with Dusty Baker uh, when he was on the Reds huh. before he went to Boston. And in Boston, he really kind of he kind of did really well there. But at the end, you know, they weren't going to keep, you know, him up around as a backup catcher. But Theo actually sat down with them and was just like, look, man, here's the reputation you got coming from Cincinnati. And it really kind of made him rethink things. So sometimes, you know, like Rossi said, you know, I. I don't think Schwarber's coming back. I, I don't. I don't think Lester's coming back. I don't think Schwarber's coming back. But I think that this really might be something that really drives and maybe puts Kyle to that next level that we were hoping he'd have in Chicago. Yeah, and unfortunately, I have a feeling he's gonna. He would love to do it in Cincinnati. Wait, that's a team right. he grew up rooting for. It, they, you know, he can park them uh, out there in the river. That uh, you know, I know he'd love to do that in front of a hometown crowd. And and fortunately, uh, being a team that. You know, although they tread water last year, uh, you know, they they did seem to be trying to put something together that is interesting in Cincinnati. I mean, right now. I could see Kyle hitting like, you know, 10,000 home runs 
uh, at uh, the Great American Ballpark. Is that what they still call it, or do they? Yep. Does it have- yeah. What about, what about Yankee Stadium? Short porch and right. Yeah. Dude. I don't know, yeah, I don't know if he's their style of player in a way. Um, what are you talking about? He has no sideburns. He doesn't no have sideburns. Yeah. He's, he's exactly what the Yankees are. Um, he, he's, he's usually got a little bit of uh, you know stuff going on in the chin there. He'll shave it. My buddy Jeff, though, to, to help you out, Brad, he came with us to next year day, actually. Oh, nice. But he said some guy on his beer page was looking for trading premium high-quality beers for Tab. Wow. So. Yeah. I really should have jumped that that guy in the Target parking lot with his with his shopping cart full of tab. We were both wearing masks, but I could tell he was like just his eyes were beaming. He was so excited. Now, have you guys found that since you're going around wearing a mask and you can't be identified as easily that you felt like robbing people more? Oh, sure. I certainly have. I'm like, well, they wouldn't know if I was just like, even if I'm on security cam, they wouldn't see. They wouldn't know. I just you know switch my plates and get out of there. I'll put on a different coat. And get you know. I thought, right. I thought about many terrible scenarios. Although I will say this: this is, <laughs> I I um, got out to the to the car and I realized there was an, a small item in the bottom of my cart that the cashier missed. I didn't. Oh. Pay for it. And I went back in and paid for it. It was like $23. I went back in and paid for it. And that's when I saw the tab guy. So, you know, my my honesty was rewarded with meeting a guy who was uh, hoarding tab. I went in and flirted with the uh, the guy at the deli at Jewel, and he gave me like 50 chicken wings in my 12-piece. So that worked out great for me, too. So, they, you know, you can get things done in this world if you just are paying attention. Yeah, and, and, there's a lot to unpack in that scenario, by the way. Speaking of getting, there was no tab, though. Speaking of getting things done, how about our guy, Bob Kendrick? Bob Kendrick, if you don't know, runs the Negro League Baseball Museum in Kansas City. Yeah. He's about what we've had him on this show, one of the most amazing guys. And finally, after way too long, Manford announces that uh, MLB is officially elevating the Negro Leagues to major league status Okay, for the centennial. And so, you know, they are now considered major a major league, even though all of us that followed Bob knows that that was some of the best players in all the Yeah. I have two follow-up items from that. Number one, does this mean I'm no longer allowed to despise Rob Manfred? <laughs> and no, number three, two. Okay. And number two, is Rob Manfred aware that the Negro Leagues are no longer – in existence. So if he thinks it's like an actual league, he's like, oh yeah, they can, they can be part of major league. Yeah. They'll, they'll pay, they'll pay dues, right? <laughs> exactly. we, we can sell their shit now, right? Oh, great. But when you talk about Bob Kendrick and what he's meant to the Negro leagues and what he's done, like, I don't think there's a guy that's, you know, Buck O'Neill obviously was his hero. Buck O'Neill was somebody he was very close to. And he, if you want to talk about somebody taking the torch from somebody and running with it, Bob Kendrick to me really is 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 a driver in, in in everything having to do with the Negro Leagues and congratulations to our friend Bob. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is like there's been a lot of people beating the drum. There's a lot of people keeping that torch lit, and you know, there's I think a lot of people that are responsible from even you know Jackie Robinson talking about it. You know, from uh, you know the from uh, Buck O'Neill in the, in for him being included in the baseball documentary by Ken Burns and him, him being a spokesman for the books that were written about these players for, you know, the countless, uh, you know, stories that have been kept alive and the podcasters and Bob, you know, he took time with us 
for John Baker Day, took an hour and a half with us and gave us his time early in the morning, you know, and then he he is on everybody else's show. If you ask Bob to be on your show, he will be on it because he is he's like, I can't waste any time with this. I am the spokesman of the Negro Leagues. I'm keeping Buck O'Neill's legacy alive. I need to get this story told. We are so close. And he refuses to give up. And so it's nice to see some recognition and some good news. And you know who else isn't racist as well as racist as they were is the Cleveland Indians <laughs> or the Cleveland, not the Indians anymore. Um, so they are changing their name for one more year so they can sell as much merchandise as humanly possible. Well, yeah, well, so here's they're still, they're still doing it. They're going to continue it through 2021. I got a couple things to say, but let's first let Paul Dolan, the Indians owner talk. He says, our decision to change the current name is phase one of a multi-phased process. Future decisions, including the new name and brand development, are complex and will take time. We believe that blah, blah, blah. So uh, exactly. you know, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, how did they get to be called the Indians in the first place? And then it's this it, they had a Native American on their team. Um, who I'm, his name I didn't write down, but it's escaping me. But uh, it, anyway, this guy, the reason they called him the Indians was because of that guy. And he was on the team, and they had racial slur after racial slur after racial slur in their articles talking about uh, – now i got to look it up uh, – Guy Indians are named after. You guys, you know that we, we went through this in Illinois with Chief Illini Weck. Yeah, Louis Sack Alexis. That's what his name was. And Louis. We, if you remember Chief Illini Weck, you and I did the same exact thing, and they sold so much goddamn merchandise the last year before they were getting rid of it. They knew what they were doing. But what I'm yeah. saying is, like, that's how the team got named. They Louis Sakalaxis, he's on the team. Uh, easy for me to say. And, uh, and, you know, he's on the team, and so the sports writers just latch onto that, like how the Cubs got called right. Cubs because they were all very young at the time. So, oh, they're the Cubs. And then, uh, you know, the all the teams got nicknames from the sports writers, and then one would stick. And that's how it worked. That's how the Indians got their name, through racial slurs of uh, Louis Sakalaxis. Uh, um, sounds like a, Greek? A, a, Greek? a condition or something. He sounds, you, he sounds Greek. Yes, yeah, Sakalaxis. I mean, you know, he's probably, he says he's full blooded Native American. I don't know for what tribe he identifies with, but, um, you know, but here's the, what I'm wondering about is like Paul Dolan says, a multi phased process. Well, it didn't used to be a multi phased process. It was like a sports writer said it, everybody said it, and then right. that was it. That's your name for a while. So now they're going to think, now they got to brand it and think how they're going to brand it, what it all means. They're going to market research it and test it in different markets and see how they can appeal to everybody. And it's going to, they're going to try to come up with the most bland vanilla. BS that there could ever be. And they're never going to do something cool like the Buck guys, which I heard they couldn't do anyway because of uh, uh, Ohio State already. The, the Ohio State. The Ohio State branding themselves. And then, um, you know, and they're not going to do what's the, uh, well, they could do spider. So I don't know. What's your preference? How are you feeling about this name change? I think they should go with Native Americans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd go over great. <laughs> I think I think spiders is the way to go. I think you could do a lot with it. I've seen some cool logo designs already up on Twitter. Just it, it it's not that difficult. I, I don't know. Well, get your Wahoo merch while it lasts because the Indians say they'll drop the nickname, but not before 2022 because they don't have time to get all their uh, branding in place. 
And he says, we shall continue to sell merchandise featuring our historic names and logos, including Chief Wahoo, as a way to acknowledge our history. As a part of our ongoing commitment to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion, it is our intention to donate profits from the sale of Chief Wahoo merchandise to Native American-focused organizations and causes. So get your racist hat now because it's not racist anymore. All the money's going somewhere good. I don't know, Danny. They didn't say how much the money, how much, what percentage of the profits. They said the profits. It's a multi-phased approach. Yeah, it's a multi-phased approach to what- Go ahead and put that back up there real quick. Put it up here real quick. All right. It is our intention to donate profits. That That's very... They didn't say all the profits. They should right. say if they meant all the profits, they would have said all the profits, correct? Right. I think we could all agree on that because <laughs> that would hold up in court. They said profits, you know, profits, like, you know, a penny of the profits. Right. So what percentage of every dollar that they make is going to that? Right. And what organizations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and then, uh, but I, I'm going to get a couple of TFCs and uh, uh, Brad, you're, you're new to this show. Uh, and so the TFC means this flexing cube, Ooh. which is just like a, a cubes fan online saying it, it just basically any asshole spouting off on, on the internet. All right, I can't and, wait. And so I got a couple that I'm going to share this early. Just to be an entire show. Oh, I, it is. It is sometimes. Sometimes we can't even end the Sun Ranto show because we got so many of these, depending on what happened in that week. But uh, TFC Kurt Krug writes in, this is fucking bullshit. And Squaw Valley did the same where I have lived most of my life. I have a few Native American friends. He capitalized American, but not Native. And they're mad as hell. Wrong uh, there. T-H-E-R-E, of course. Right. They're mad as hell about every time. Every time they love having those names. It's a sense spelled S E N C E of pride for them to be linked to those teams and ski resorts, <laughs> which I mean, that's just, I didn't expect it to end with ski resorts. So I really did enjoy that one. And then, uh, you know, of course you can follow us, uh, Sun Ranto on parlor. And, uh, I checked out what parlor's going on. Well, James nine Oh nine writes in good Lord. Can we have the Cleveland Caucasians sports and political correctedness or correctness? Now I'm the cube is killing USA hashtag Cleveland Indians hashtag Cleveland sucks hashtag real Donald Trump hashtag communists. I'm like, how did the communists get roped into this? Like the Cleveland communists does have a ring to it. I'd go with that. You know, Cleveland, would they have the sickle like the old Russian CCP uh, hockey jerseys, sweaters? I like yeah. the, the Cleveland chandeliers. Or no, the Cleveland, sorry, uh, second largest chandeliers. No, uh, sorry, let me give another caveat. The Cleveland second largest outdoor chandeliers, which actually is one of the claim to fames in Cleveland. You can go down in their main town. It's probably still up even in the pandemic. They have the second lord, largest outdoor chandelier there. So I know it's a little cumbersome. You call it the Cleveland chandeliers, and then you explain where is the, it. All the, where's the largest outdoor chandelier? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just know where the second largest outdoor one is. Well, you were talking is, about- is, measure? is there like a, is there like an outdoor chandelier, like a, you know, like authority that comes and comes and measures? And like, oh, I assume Guinness is still in business. So I, you uh, know. Well, just, Our friend, Sir William, oh, no. checking in. How are you, Sir William? Love you, buddy. Hope everything's going well. Um, yes, Howard. Yeah, we're his, we're his favorite trio. I, I, I am honored by that. And, you know, 
to answer any questions about how we're doing, I'm currently having a room temperature Bud Light. So, <laughs> so that's how it's going over here. Speaking of COVID, I do have a TFC regarding COVID by none other than horror author Stephen King. Ooh. Having trouble grasping the number of dead as a result of COVID? Not surprising. They are hard to comprehend. Imagine if the entire population of St. Louis was wiped out by an atom bomb. That is the extent of this tragedy. And our friend at Despio writes, a guy can dream. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes that guy gets dark. He gets real dark. Yeah, uh, wiping out the population. Of no, it, I love We've it. all I, thought I, about I, it before when Albert Pujols would hit a go-ahead home run against the Cubs. Come on. I'm, we've I'm, all, I, so, we've uh, all fantasized. But uh, l- let me uh, back back up quite uh, just slightly because I, I think we skipped over something uh, that's an opportunity for our listeners as well because the Cubs are launching a SPAC. Now, have you heard of what a SPAC is? Is it? I didn't know about this until I saw it in your in your pre-show document, and I googled it. But also, is it the Cubs launching it, or is it the Ricketts family? Because they're not. Yeah, I know, but you know, I mean, they robbed Peter to pay Paul. It's all. I'm just wondering, Brad. How many of these spinoffs do you have? Do you think the the Ricketts have regarding the Cubs? Because I can think about like five or six of them of these LLCs and shit that they have spun out. All over the place. Easily, easily. Well, uh, you know, we, we heard from Tom a little bit saying that a marquee is operational, but he kind of got some hard-hitting questions on CNBC recently. Uh, this is real quick. So, Why are you doing this right now, Tom? I mean, it does feel like SPACs are kind of a money grab, gold rush situation of 2020. What what yeah. piqued your interest? Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't describe it as a gold rush or, or money grab. I mean, the fact is that it's a uh, financing tool is becoming increasingly popular. More financing. That's just what this team needed. They're like, oh, man, our 1% loads are coming due. We're gonna about to we, – we got to refinance this shit. I know what we do. Let's make a spec. So they're going to take all their whatevers – Throw it in the spec, be like, hey, we got Marquee, which is what he had to say about Marquee. And then Marquee, which really is uh, operational. Like, although we do have a team, and that is part of what we do, um, we have deep experience and success in creating uh, in creating different verticals and different businesses around the club. One more interruption because you are not a Patreon supporter, although you should be. It's very easy. You just sign up at patreon.com slash sunranto. But far be it from me to tell you to spend $10 a year on all the fabulous entertainment given to you by the people who bring you the Sunranto show, patreon.com slash sunranto. But you already knew that because I've been telling you. Now, uh, another thing you can do is you can shop at places like Amazon, MLB, NBA, uh, NFL, soccer. They got they got everything over there at sunranto.com slash shopping. So basically almost anything you buy, which I know Amazon sells just about anything, you can shop through our little search bar, click our link, then you buy the thing you were going to buy, and we get a little bit of money. It really helps out the show. It's an easy thing to do. It doesn't cost you anything more, but it helps us out. And, um, you know, why would you want to help us? I don't understand why you don't want to help us. I don't get it. So you go to sunranto.com slash shopping. Now, if you never want to hear me talk about this again, it's literally a dollar a month or less. You can pay all at once, like $10.80, and I'll shut, and you can shut me out with your own RSS feed of the show with no ads in it. 
And, uh, you know, you just should do that. So, patreon.com slash sunranto, sunranto.com slash shopping. Don't make me come over there. Back to the show. Verticals. So, what, what that vertical? vertical. Yeah, it's like, did he have, I mean, just off screen, was he, like, reading off a PowerPoint? Like, the, <laughs> like Crano put together? It was like, yeah, oh. He's, Crane's back there holding up a placard. Vertical. Say vertical. <laughs> It's a. It's not about a team. We're not doing teams. We're, we got, you know. It, you know. It, it, it's like the it, tech media tele. This is what they're gonna do. Tech media telecom sports gaming. It's a, spe, a spec is a special purpose acquisition company. It raises capital through an initial public offering. In other words, you could buy into this spec on the the stock market. Did we buy sixty nine shares. We, right. You know, it depends what the IPO price is. Like, maybe we get it. We'll see. But, you know, you know that thing's going to tank. We got to, we, <laughs> we should buy exactly 69 shares of the SPAC. And if we double our money, we get out of the SPAC. I don't even care what happens. You guys understand what this is all about, though. This all has to do with gambling. Yeah, right? every, everybody's a bookie now, dude. Right. And so this has to do with gambling and the money that this SPAC is all, it's all going to go into whatever uh, Cubs related. And so there's a lot of questions now with, with baseball and gambling. Obviously, anyone that knows Chicago baseball history knows about the Black Sox scandal. And, and, and they weren't the only ones involved in that either. There's a lot of teams that were throwing games, et cetera. And so the question is, you know, if you are an owner, are you allowed to also have your hand in the pie of gambling? And that's where it starts to get tricky. And that's where these SPACs and other things where you don't even know who owns it and how it's cut up and God only knows what kind of mess you're going to get into. Brad, did you just put a warm beer in a koozie? It, well, it, it, it's been in my fridge for like 15 minutes, so it's kind of cool. And here, look at what the koozie says. This was a this was a gift. You're impossible to shop for, so here's a koozie. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. You do have an impossible to shop for, so here's on a here's a brick. We have a suggestion for Cleveland, the Cleveland Crawlies, which I will happily uh, endorse. I also, I, mean, I also enjoy that that person apparently does not share their Facebook identity with other people. They were just Facebook user. They, well, Facebook keeps changing their rules, and then everybody's got to re-go back in and give permission. And uh, I mean, it's uh, a whole thing, yeah. There's a big fight. Facebook took a full-page ad out in newspapers uh, criticizing Apple for, I mean, I, I looked a little. It's boring. I'm not going to talk very, about it. The very same newspapers that they're putting out of business. Exactly. Like, oh, and they probably negotiated on that full price ad. They're like, oh, it's $700. Here's $100. Yeah, exactly. And, and $50 <laughs> in ad credits. So uh, are we ready? Because, first of all, I think we need to make our own SPAC. I think we could do it. I think if the Ricketts can do it, we could just do a smaller SPAC. I don't know. Uh, we could buy, you know, Tab. You know, we could get into the tab game, start selling yeah, tab, tab, tab futures. Tab futures is where it's at. Tab futures is big. Maybe we can uh, do a little bathtub tab because you know, make a little stuff that kind of tastes like tab. Bath, you know, bath tab, bath tab. We call it. You know. Ah. So, we, side, another side note. Uh, I hope you don't mind me with my side notes, but um, <laughs> that's what this whole show is about. We're basically side notes of yeah, Cubs related yeah. material. The this show should either be side note or I digress. <laughs> uh, my, my wife and I last night watched Trading Places, nice. which I remembered as an awesome movie. Uh, I still do not know. I don't really understand how they put the Duke brothers out of business and into the poorhouse. I also uh, there's a lot of very questionable, uh, like they're like Dan Aykroyd at one point is in blackface. There's a lot of really questionable things in that movie that I did not remember at all. 
Yeah. One thing that was not questionable that I remember from my youth was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Dude. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. And like, I didn't know that. I could not remember how many boobs were in that movie. There's a lot. But anyway, oh, yeah. this back, this back talk made me think of trading places. And I am 100% in for, for a SPAC, especially if we're trading frozen orange juice futures. <laughs> That's not really a thing. Well, the the thing is, we just got to like sell our shares at the IPO price. You know, they, they, they got rules against that in the SEC. But hey, I mean, if, if governors can get away with it, so can we. It's somehow. Governors, senators. Senators, yeah. yeah. Easy to do. Basically, Ricketts is running a Ponzi scheme and it's called the Chicago Cubs. So, you know, if, if you thought, you know, Harry Frazy, the, you know, that old story about the, uh, the Broadway show producer and the, the gambler that sold away Babe Ruth from Boston. You know, because you know he had a you know he had a taste for showgirls. You know what I mean? And uh, they, they yeah, it wasn't and it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. So uh, uh, he um, he sold off Babe Ruth to pay off some gambling debts, and we might get back into that world. You know, and if that with if everybody's got spacs, you know. So I feel dirty saying the word spac. It just doesn't yeah, feel it, right. It, it, it could go in a lot of directions. Yeah, we're good. But wait, so what does it stand for again? It is a special purpose. Acquisition company. That just sounds publicly traded. Yeah, high risk. It's uh, you know it it uh, subs it acquires an existing operating company, so it, it's going to uh, you know uh, acquire a bunch of different companies and just kind of be its own mutual fund of companies. Um, and anyway, then you can publicly list that. I guess it's considered high risk because it's a small basket of companies and they all have to do well. Right. Oh, Godspeed. Yeah. <laughs> Godspeed, Senor Ricketts. I hope I hope that Fredo Todd Ricketts is not in charge of it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the last thing that uh, Todd, uh, that Tom did leave us with is this. It's not going to be a team. So the Cubs are not going to be a team. He did drop that. It's not going to be a team. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. We're not going to have a team next year, guys. I'm Just very sorry. You guys know all my bobblehead addicts out there. That is the first ever Clark bobblehead behind him with the flag, W flag. Wow. Ooh. How many Clark bobbleheads have there been that you're aware of? Oh, there, it depends. Focal ma- Forever Collectibles makes a lot it of It depends how you count a Clark bobblehead. Yeah. How, how, many have you been, how many have you been forced to acquire? If, if we're talking about SGA <laughs> stadium giveaways, we're talking about two for Clark. <laughs> There's also Javi Clark that they had. Uh, was it last last season that they had 2019? Uh, well, maybe that that'll be our first acquisition in our SPAC. We'll buy uh, Tom Ricketts bobblehead, bobblehead, bobblehead futures. The bobblehead futures. Well, you know, crawl. I, I don't know what a future is, by the way. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just throwing well, it out. You're, I, I believe that's how they got them in uh, trading places. It, it, it was about shorting the market. Like you know, they stole. The report, so they yeah. knew that it was that the the that the harvest was good, but they right. were betting on it being bad. And then the harvest was good of the oranges, so they lost all the money because they had bet against the orange juice futures. I think right. So and then they ended up in uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, let's just be real. Yeah, unbelievable. But they also were in uh, Coming to America at the very end of the movie. Yeah. And, and you're you good for them because they've come back and like they're they're gonna they're back in the game. But then you realize you watch trading trading places and they were terrible human beings. Like, I mean, Don Amici, his his character, he drops the n word at the end. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was a, a different times in the 80s, and, and you can judge us by those times if you'd like. <laughs> my, my, my options for, that the wife put out last night for uh, watching movies, it was that or Sleepless in Seattle. So, of course, all you my gotta go. Yeah. You absolutely, you absolutely chose correctly on that. Trading places, yeah. I mean, well, Tom Hanks is a national treasure. And, but and a, I'm, not, I'm in no hurry to watch Sleepless in Seattle. And a lot of things that, you know, they're never going to, you know, it, you look back at them, and especially with comedy, the things that we laughed at change, you know, over time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I find it interesting because we all work in comedy. You know, you and I, uh, Brad, I, I write it every day. And, you do. I, I work in it. You actually work in it. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you, you, got a, you got a satirical newspaper, and you're a very funny dude. But it's, it's you know, things change over time, what we think are funny, what, what we laugh at. And, you know, I think that, you know, speaking about judging ourselves is like there's a lot of things that I've done being a like kind of a lifer in this business that I'm not proud of in the past, you know, that like we all laughed at then. But it was like we had reasons for doing it then. In, right. in order to like elbow and get society to move the way that we wanted them to move. And it was like an unfortunate way in today's sensibility about how things, but things move very quickly right now, you know, and yeah. in, in the way you go watch an old Richard Pryor, 1970 standup comedy bit, you're not going to find that too funny anymore, you know, either. And, you know, so it's always going to move, move on. But uh, what I think that we should judge ourselves by is how much we change. Right. Over time, I'm and like the unfortunate Jamie thing Lee is, Curtis is timeless. Jamie Lee Curtis is timeless. I she think is. what I think what what Danny's getting at is that there's there's some photos of him in blackface out there. Is what I'm hearing. Well, there actually is one. Uh, you know, but I don't know who has it. And I've, and I've talked to the people who are black people who put me in the blackface about it. And I'm oh, like, and sure. I said, no, but I said to them, I'm like, you guys don't have a picture of this. Like this could cancel me right now. And they're like, no, I don't think anybody does. I'm like, good. Cause like that would be bad. Cause there was one that existed and we all, cause I used to crack up the cast um, every day. Uh, you know, I was off stage and they would all turn uh, during a Broadway play. Everybody would turn to one side of the stage and they would uh, have a, uh, you know, a moment looking off stage and I'd always be there dressed crazy doing something. So then the other people that were backstage, they started getting into it. Oh, what are you going to do to you? And then they would come up with it and all this stuff. And they just dress me up and throw me out there, you know, look at like I'm sitting on that toilet and all this stuff. And one day they put me in a big Afro wig and they put brown makeup on my face. And I was sitting there and they, they did that and it cracked everybody up, uh, you know, but this was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, so anyway, and it, it, there is no picture of it. What I'm saying is that that's good. That, that's good because the context that you described makes it a little more understandable. But uh, exactly. You know. But the picture, if anybody sees that, though, because I didn't do it to be like, I'm a black guy, you know, like at all. But it's like, you know, at the at the time, you know, people need to be judged by the moments that they're in and especially by how they would understand now, which I do, how hurtful that could be right, to, course, do, yeah. to do something like that I'm, and that. If somebody I suggested I do that now, I never yeah. would, you know? I, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% sure, and I, that's why one of the many reasons I'll never run for office is because I'm sure there are – I'm sure there's, like, yearbook quotes that I wrote out or, like, whatever. That's, like, you know, I mean, I grew up in rural Wisconsin. Like, my I had, like, shop classes where, like, our teachers would tell racist jokes. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. No, there are things that are accepted and things that are not. And then, you know, then you grow and you change and you learn and you see that that's not funny. Like I remember Blanche Knott's truly tasteless jokes that I got at a Christmas party with my family one time. And it just had the worst, most racist, homophobic, terrible jokes. But I was, you know, 12 and I got my hands on this. Oh, there's all the things you're not supposed to say about it. And, you know, then you hear Eddie Murphy and you hear George Carlin and Richard Pryor, right? And the th- that's what I'm saying. None of Eddie us. Mur- I mean, Eddie Murphy told some super homophobic jokes. Yeah, and Ralph, and you know, we we talked about uh, Carly and I were talking about uh, before on, we started the show about how Mark Grace got canceled just this last year, talking about Archie Bunker, which is now canceled. So all of us will be cancelable at well, some and, point and or another. Archie Bunker, like it was, it was a spoof of people like him. It wasn't even, it wasn't condoning people like Archie Bunker, it was spoofing them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's- but Mark Grace didn't really take it that way, did he? He was watching that show being like, see, that's he the was- guy I want to be. <laughs> he was definitely hashtag Team Archie. Yeah, exactly. He, he did not know that that was uh, supposed to be ironic. I don't think. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark- I, I almost made a, a, a <laughs> even more inappropriate joke. But, uh, yeah, he – right. I mean – did he deserve to be canceled? I think it. Well, oh, good news. Right. Good news. Sweet. Sir William is going to be investing in our SPAC. I, I guess it was the Frank talk about uh, past racism that really did it. You know, <laughs> Bill. It, it, it worked for the Ricketts. They're more blatant about their racism. You know, we're at least sorry. We're gonna we're gonna invest in like all things Minneapolis, and that's that's where Bill is gonna come in. Like we're gonna. Oh yeah. We're gonna invest in like old albums of, from Prince. What about those horns that they play at the stadium for the Vikings? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, not a conch, but a uh, one of those ram horns. Yeah. 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 yeah a, gonna... uh, a chauffeur? Yeah. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to invest in Target. We're going to invest <laughs> in uh, the Mall of America circa 1991. So that's yeah, yeah. futures. That's past. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need a time machine. I think <laughs> we're gonna invest in a time machine. Yeah, so we can go back and buy all the things that we knew that would fail, like Blockbuster Video, and then sell wow. them at the exact right time, and then short them like Orange Juice futures. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that is the plan. Well, uh, we got a, a, a special guest on this show before we really pitch this thing off, and uh, you know he he finally showed up. I don't know if he was uh, driving home. It, it sometimes takes a while at this time of night. Uh, as he, you know, tends to have a few sleep at, at the uh, wheel. Sleep yeah. at the wheel. A little sleep at the wheel. Oh, uh, I think Crawley just must have had to use the restroom. But um, uh, on it, we're going to bring on right now, uh, Mister Tony oh. Larusa. Oh, Tony, Tony, oh, here he is. Is this the first Hall uh, of Famer that you had? This is, yeah, this is the. Uh, well, Tony's been on the show a little bit before, just to talk about his. Uh, his uh you know dalliances as a as a uh well criminal but uh sure. but but now he's back because uh tony uh you recently took the plea deal and uh you are going to be doing i'm if i'm reading here correctly uh you got to pay thirteen hundred dollars 20 hours of community service possibly spend a day in jail uh so do you feel like your punishment was was fair was fair tony can't hear you did one of you guys mention orange juice? Um, Tony, Tony, we lost Tony, Tony La Russa. We lost Tony La Russa. 
terrible, man. That he's your big get of the of the of the show. I know. I, I I think he's having a little trouble. As we said, old people in Zoom doesn't work really work out too well. Uh, there he is. All right, Tony. Tony's back. Uh, so, so you guys now. Yeah, we we can hear you great, uh, Tony. Uh, I'm kind of like yeah. that Bruce Levin guy that you were talking about earlier. I don't know how to work the Zoom shit. Yeah, I understand. Well, just I don't want to take up too much of your time, Tony. Wait, wait, are you guys talking about frozen orange juice? Because my vodka could use a little topping off here. Tony yeah. loves a good, Tony loves a good screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks like a man that that's uh, pounded a few screwdrivers in his time. But let me ask you real quick, uh, Tony, uh, how do you feel about your punishment? The twenty hours of community service, I really can't see, uh, you know, how anything you could do would be useful to the community. Uh, could you tell me, uh, you know, what they might have you be doing? Where's shit? I'm a rich white guy. I'm not doing shit. I'm done. I'm okay. Jerry said it's okay, and I don't have to worry about it. The only thing I agreed to is they're going to put a breathalyzer next to the dugout phone, so when I change pictures, they know I'm doing it somewhat sober. All right. That's a, <laughs> and uh, how about the $1,300? Are you good for that? You know, they said they you got it's quite a hefty fine. $1,300, that's some bullshit, man. I'm a baseball Hall of Famer person. If anything, I should charge them for the damage their fire hydrant did to my car jumping at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little unfortunate. Uh, so, and, uh, and the day in jail, how do you think you'll spend that? I'm not going to jail. Who the hell have you been talking to, man? You know I'm friends with Jerry Reinsdorf. You know I got rings. You know I'm a baseball Hall of Famer. Listen to me, you little pencil deck shit. I don't fucking go to jail. I'm Tony motherfucking Larusa. I got like I, I fall asleep in the middle of fucking intersections. You think I'm going to jail? Uh, I I guess uh, you're pretty confident that you're not. So uh, congratulations. Um, so the the new White Sox job. Uh, you know you made a few moves. Uh, it seems like you're putting together a team that seems well balanced. Uh, how do you like your chances uh, for the White Sox next season? Well, I'll be honest with you. I talked to Jerry Reinsdorf, and I'd like to get me Harold Baines as a DH. Now, I think if we add Harold to this lineup, I think we got a chance to contend. Um, I, I is, that think Harold, Harold, is that Harold Baines Jr.? No, Harold Baines. He's a Hall of Famer person, too. Yeah, but isn't he, uh, you know, 60 years old, 61 maybe at this point? I mean, seems that, you know, unless he's been an old-timers game, that he might not be, you know, quite Wait, as spry as you remember, Tony. I'm 90-fucking-two, and I'm the manager. You telling me I can't have a 60-year-old DH? I, Tony, I would never uh, presume to know baseball as well as you. Shit, you don't know nothing like me. I'm a Hall of Famer type person. You're just a little son of a bitch, and you talk about what you learned past racism. You're ageist. Yeah, no, I, I just, I'm not ageist. I'm just, you know, I know that, you know, over time that your body breaks down. Brad, uh, do you have anything to ask uh, Mr. LaRussa while he's on the show? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Tony, I have so many things to ask. Um, so a lot Jesus, of the people. Spit it out, man. Spit uh, it out. A lot of teams that you oversaw that were successful, um, you know, found that success during the steroid era. Um, and you were very um, uh, aggressive toward reporters in particular who were trying to shed light on uh, the steroid situation. Now knowing that a lot of those guys that you were defending actually were on steroids, do you, do you feel any remorse or do you, would you want to apologize to some of those reporters that you 
that you whose careers you try to ruin. I don't apologize to nobody. I don't apologize to shit. I don't know anything about no steroids. The only thing I ever took was a six pack of Bud Light. Warm. <laughs> I like warm Bud oh, Light. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So does Brad. Okay, we're, we're tight. Me and Tony, we're tight. So you guys got a lot in common. Um, well, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Tony. I'm sure we're going to talk to you throughout the year, especially when the Cubs and Sox play each other, uh, starting in spring training, which should be some starting sometime, I don't know, next August or, or September. I'm yeah, just yeah. telling you guys, you, you, you can't keep doing these shows this late. I'll go to bed probably about 5.45, 6 o'clock, and you guys are keeping me up past my time to go to bed. I watch Perry Mason. I take a nice big shit, and then I go to bed, and you guys are keeping me past it, and then I got to go. Well, thanks. Tony, uh, one last question. Would you like to invest in our SPAC? A spank? Is, spank yeah, no, the shit that, is a spank the thing that I put on my tummy to keep it from rolling over my belt? Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a little different than that. It's it's the new thing that uh, and how we can make lots of money. It's called the SPAC. Uh, I'll, I'll let my people talk to your people. I'll send you some literature, and uh, we'll get it done. As long as I get some frozen orange juice in it, that's all I need. You got it. You got it. All right, thanks for coming on, Tony. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you, boys. You take care. Definitely didn't think I'd be hearing Tony LaRusso talk about his bowel movements today. Do you know what was strange, uh, you know, Crawley? Is I, I think that you might be actually possessed with the spirit of Tony LaRusso because every time Tony started talking – your mouth was moving too. It was the weirdest thing. It's yeah. like it's almost like his spirit is overtaking you, like poltergeist. Somebody said that uh, Crawley overpaid for his ventriloquist tutor. That was Facebook user. <laughs> we're, 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 we're getting spammed by anonymous people. I hope they're not actually from anonymous. <laughs> you never know. I'm just joking. So, uh, all right, let's let's pitch off this episode. We got a few TFCs to go. Uh, these are these flexible. Back, back to the bowel movement talk. We're going to pinch this one off. <laughs> well, you got to. Otherwise, it uh, could get a little messy. So, um, the, you know, good to see that it, the vaccine started rolling out in Illinois. And the first guy to get a vaccine is amazing. Cub fan Steve Bartman, look at him there. First man in line, Lake County, Illinois, getting his vaccine. And this then, first, I, Yeah, this is the first time that he used his uh, infamy for personal gain. Yeah, that's commendable. That's exactly. He's like, I'm freaking Steve Bartman, dude. You know who I am. I just like that he still has the Walkman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you can't give that up. It's it's the you know that <laughs> that Duran Duran album was only released on tape. So uh, <laughs> I, I like what um, Mr. Kreth Davis said about it. Uh, he said that's obviously Bartman on the front row again, and it's not like he was going to catch anything anyway. <laughs> I'm surprised that, that the guy from uh, the, 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 the bar, what bar was that? The Abbey Pub didn't come intercept the uh, the vaccine and then sell it on the secondary market to <laughs> to Harry Carey's, who then would blow it up in front of everybody. That, that's the way this should have gone. It really is. It's, it's being stockpiled like tab. Mm. <laughs> tab but and vaccines. It's, it's like, if you had a choice between getting the vaccine and a and a Players Alliance truck full of tab. Oh, I mean, come on now. I mean, that's a sweet truck, Sir and William, that sweet tab is worth a lot of vaccine. Sir William has explained it's a gajal horn. Oh, it's a gajal oh, horn, not a, 
the you will be, was... be watching this on tape delay. <laughs> um, I do have a. Do you have any? You don't have any more TFCs, right? You just had your bricks crawly. Um, so uh, this is a good TFC about uh, Cleveland's baseball team name uh, changing from the Indians. Gerard Leconte the third said. My great-grandfather was a dedicated Indians fan. He would be furious to hear this news. He was also an unrepentantly racist, so pissing him off is a sign that Cleveland is doing the right thing. So I did enjoy that. That's really good. And I didn't, uh, see, I didn't see it taking that turn. Yeah, I didn't either. That was it was great. It, it was it was partly my acting though. Like I made it sound like you he really was good. Yeah. You really sold it. So Tony the Rooster come back and read that one. <laughs> I don't think Tony can read. But we have no. uh we have uh, uh this is my last one and uh this is was sent to me by Mr. Dan Nielsen. And um it's uh, about uh, Governor Ricketts. <laughs> it's pictured here with looking like he's on Rocky Horror Picture Show. Governor Ricketts uh, a picture of him, and I don't know, looking like he's in cabaret. Yeah, and he's, he says, he's, definitely, he's definitely wearing guy liner in this. In the yeah, movie. and li- little lipstick, little rouge. And he says, yeah. because Trump's balls can't lick themselves. Do we know that, though? Do we know Trump's balls cannot lick themselves? Because it wouldn't they're surprise probably, me if they could. If he, probably, they are the best balls. They are phenomenal balls. They're probably pretty saggy at this point, too. Uh, I, I like this one. Um this uh, this is the last one. The, uh, Bill Bill Sugas mistexted me because I was asking him to send me videos of his uh, Cubs his Cubs carols, which I want to talk about just to, to end the show. And uh, he and he uh, sent me a Google Drive with the folder, blah blah blah. And then he said, "Any idea what to use if I don't have cheesecloth?" Sorry, wrong thread. LOL. So I just <laughs> really enjoyed that. I'm like, I, what, I grew up in Wisconsin. I do not know what cheesecloth is. Oh yeah, I don't know. I I know what cheese is, but the cloth I don't know about. I'm but, but, it's making me hungry for cheese, but I don't know what cheese cloth is. I'm a Google. But um, just a one one final announcement. This Saturday, uh, we I've been trying to figure out Cubs Miss Caroling. Uh, we're gonna do something. Uh, tune in at seven. Uh, keep checking that Facebook uh, event. I'll be tweeting things out too. There will be a either a Zoom link. Or a link to like how we normally make the show, which is on Facebook and Twitter and uh, YouTube. So um, you know, I'm figuring it out. The technology is not easy because of delays and squelching of tone. It's not not made for music. I want to make something good. Uh, so we're still figuring it out. We're gonna do something. Uh, I will tweet everybody the song lyrics, and you can just sit at home and sing the songs with your family or with me and. I was going to go to Bob's Roof by Wrigley, my friend Bob, and it, it's going to snow and be 25 Perfect. degrees. And I'm like, I'm like, I was going to play, but I was going to play guitar. I'm like, what am I thinking? I can't be in the snow in a guitar. And I'm like, we, I got to switch my, my plates yet once again here. But Brad, we will tell you for 2022, we expect you to be caroling right next to us all throughout the Lakeview bars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to be doing something. I and, will, uh, I will just be lip syncing. I'll be saying bubblegum, bubblegum, bubblegum. But right. we, we already have Wayne Mesmer down with his accordion. You can bring whatever instrument you'd like to bring, Brad. It, it's going to be an event. Yeah, the first one back. So I'm I'm busy writing the song. I'm getting this chord sheets together now so that, you know, when we're ready to launch, that consider this Cubs caroling as the practice. You know, we're, we're, we're doing we're, – we're, you know when the, on The Voice – 
when they do the auditions, the preliminary rounds. That's what we're kind of doing now. We're workshopping this. We're gonna, we're gonna, but when we go, we're gonna go. So be a part of it now. Get in on the ground floor. You know, see what we're doing. Are you, you going to sing the cover of the 85 Bears? Because that was outstanding. We're all singing it together. That's the idea. We're going to practice together. We're getting the choir together. It's basically a rehearsal. So, i got to find the video of previous Cubs caroling that we've done. i got a couple of videos. Uh, Bill, Bill Sugas is clarifying what uh, cheesecloth is, by the way. Oh, Bill's, oh, Bill's watching. Oh, no. Used to really, strain water out of cheese. So, really, Bill, they didn't cotton cloth. It, it seems like it's sort, of, it's sort of like exactly what the name tells you it is. Drain water from homemade pumpkin puree. Yeah, but what, what exactly was Bill doing it with it? That's what I want to know. He was, yeah, really thin cotton cloth. Right. But, Bill, what exactly were you? He was like, you could use it this way. You could do it, use it that way. But what did you need it for? That's what I want to know, Bill. That's what I want to know. And I and I also want to say that you could all see Bill Sugar singing his Christmas songs, which he sent to me in that Google Drive before he sent me the text about the cheesecloth, because I'm going to play some of those, too. So if you want to get in on that for Saturday night, post them to the Ranters page and send them to me. Uh, email them to sunranto at gmail.com. Text them to me. Uh, Facebook message them to me. I will take them all, and we will play them on Saturday night so uh, so that everybody can enjoy your hilarious Cubs carols. And yes, we will be singing The Cubs Are Like the 85 Bears. And we will be also singing the song. Oh, I, I, I do want to say one more thing. And I hate to end on a sad note, but Johnny Onomatopoeia, uh, RIP to his father. We're going to do something that, for him. Um, uh, and, uh, it, you know, very kind of sad day for him. It was not an un- unexpected death, but I appreciate everybody and their condolences. But, uh, hey, it's Christmas time, so we're going to try to keep things positive, even though I did want to mention I just forgot. It was in the beginning of the notes. I never said it. So, anyway, we're going to – That's sad. Hey, th- thanks, Brad, on short notice coming coming in, pinch hitter right off the bench like Tommy fucking LaStella. You know what I mean. Yeah, you know, she'll, she'll forever sing for you as long as you come back on. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. Now I have to go watch that movie, too. Oh hell! Well, I have an idea. Not to make the show run even longer, but what what if we did, you know, Ricketts Horror Picture Show and parodied the entire thing? And it was like, and and, and you know, it, it went back, and you know, you went to like the PK Wrigley, or you know, it, you you got like, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. There's I'm a lot gonna, of parallel. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go pop a gummy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put together an outline for this. Can, can, can I can I be I'm, can I be meatloaf? Can I be the guy? Can I be Todd Ricketts? But the meatloaf. I think it needs. I think it needs to have a a Godfather theme to it too. You because you've got the siblings. You know, Todd, Tom is is I guess Michael. I don't know who Pete would be, but well, uh, Pete would be the hothead. Would he be Sunny? Sunny for sure, for sure. And Fredo is Todd. Like it's a slam dunk. I got. I got. uh, And for Rocky Horror, I've got uh, Tom as Frank. Frank Inferter. I need to watch it, and then I'm gonna. I will be or, in on this. Or maybe because I just saw that picture of Pete Ricketts, I might need to go Pete as Frank. And uh, you, you know, know what, Brad, you really can't watch the movie. You got to actually go see the live thing first. Yeah, yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Do not watch it. We are gonna take you. We're gonna to take you to a live. To a live yeah, one we're all gonna go allowed in 2027. Yeah. Can yeah. I wait, all, can I wait seven years. Yeah, but you can't watch this on video. Like, you, you know, unless you watch a, a, a VHS copy 
that your brother's cousin got from a guy at his high school that was taped three times before that. Right. Because that's how, I, you know, we watched it as kids before when we want to see it, you know, this grainy thing, maybe it was like, you know, missing a part, you know, and then we really wanted to go and then we heard the record and we're like, here's how you participate, you know, the whole thing. And it, we, we got it. We just got to go. And, and I think honestly, we'll, by the time we can actually do it, we'll get our senior discounts. Mm. Harry, Harry, Harry Carey needs to be meatloaf. Someone just suggested. John Pincus. Once here, here he is meatloaf. Drives in on a motorcycle, like giving Budweiser's to everybody. Yeah. Pinching butts. I love it. I'm in. All right. Well, we're going to say, yeah, sexually harassing uh, coworkers. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't see you. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's another guy that's beloved that would never make it through this period of time. You would have been me too. Three, three, four, five times over. Julie Dilbris should be Janet. Oh, I love it. If if Harry Carey would have had, I mean, he sort of had a few that I'm aware of, kind of like Tom Brenneman hot mic moments. And it was just like, oh, my God, Harry's hilarious. Like, it was oh, yeah. a different, different era. Different, yeah, different era. And, we're, better and, off, we're better off where we're at, but. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just, no, we are. We are. But the Cubs aren't. <laughs> the, <laughs> Cubs, the Cubs are way worse, actually, than they were even a few years ago. So. I do have a song about it, and we're going to uh, end the episode with that. But, uh, Brad, thanks for coming on. Thank Crawley, you, Brad. Crawley, as always, it was a pleasure. And I'm Danny Rocket. And uh, here's our uh, final song. This one Sp- goes out to the sh- oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Spagog. <laughs> <laughs> we almost forgot. Spagog. Spagog. You're going to have to tell me what that means after the show. Uh, go comes backwards. Oh, that makes so much sense. I should have just. Spagog. I like it. I mean- this one goes out to the Chicago Cubs. The only Major League Baseball team to not get a coronavirus infection this season. Congratulations. The Chicago Cubs didn't get corona. Followed protocols. Between every at-bats, they'd always put on a mask. They washed their gloves and sanitized the balls. The Chicago Cubs didn't get corona. No positive tests. Like St. Louis and the Cards, Yadi Molina got SARS in his sticky chest. Brewers and Reds letting Corona spread and the Pirates canceled some games. So glad the Cubs weren't like the other clubs, they kept the virus contained. Tommy Hadov, he had it, so the players were afraid. The Chicago Cubs didn't get Corona. Zero infections. Remember 2020 as the year they stayed healthy, hoping 21. They will score more runs. Merry Christmas. Stay safe, everybody. Be like the Cubs and don't get coronavirus. Merry Christmas. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. 
Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 